quote, Jerry wouldn't ask for anything, but he would be there at the drop of a hat if somebody called him and needed something. He just would give you the shirt off his back, Karen said, visibly transitioning between soft smiles and angry eyes. I just want people to remember him for the loving person that he was, the family man that he was, the man of God that he was, just the most kindest, most gentle soul. That's who Jerry is, not this victim. End of quote. Unreal. A family friend and devoted father and husband gets murdered by a stranger on a shooting and carjacking spree while on his way to work early Wednesday morning. The outpouring of support, empathy, kindness, and compassion from all over has been overwhelming. Although nothing will bring back the light and strength that Jerry provided for his family, Every bit and form of support counts in this unimaginably tragic time and is deeply appreciated. Thank you to everyone who expressed their condolences and concern and sent their prayers and offered support. It means so much to this now broken and grief-stricken family of a devastated young widow and seven children, six of whom are adopted. This story has made national news already previously, but today it will be featured on ABC News, ABC World News tonight at 3.30 Pacific Standard Time. If you can, you can watch it or maybe record it and watch it later. Thank you for listening and to everyone who has supported this cause in any way. Thank you again from the bottom of our hearts on behalf of Karen and the children and the family and friends who are trying their best to help in this tragic situation. Today's episode is going to be a special one and I'm going to postpone publishing what I had already prepared for this episode because of the changes in circumstances that happened to a family friend and his family during this past week, right after Christmas. And I feel compelled to dedicate this to Jerry Lopez. The words you heard uh, that I was quoting in the beginning is from one of the interviews that his wife Karen graciously gave to news outlets after this horrific murder happened where her husband was savagely Murdered by a stranger.
Hello, hello, hello. This is Mirella Kale, your location gal, and you are on my podcast, Fire Chat with Mirella. Thank you for stopping by and tuning in. I appreciate that you're listening. Um, like I mentioned earlier, this is going to be a special episode. I have not been recording in a while because I was actually under the weather for a few days. Uh, and it's just been an, a crazy time, an incredible, shocking discovery that we all went through in the circle of friends and family uh, because of the circumstances that we found out uh, what happened. And I just want to dedicate this episode of the podcast to Jerry Lopez, a family man, Karen's loving husband, devoted father of seven children, six of whom are adopted. I want to dedicate this episode of my podcast to Jerry and his family. He is not a celebrity. In fact, if you didn't know Jerry, you probably have never heard of him before, right? And yet he is such a hero to so many people who knew and loved him and who who were touched by his life, his generosity, kindness, and selflessness that he projected when his light shone on this earth. And this is definitely not an exaggeration. From the outpouring of support and just grief and empathy that is outpouring from everywhere for this man. Just knowing a few facts about him, but also from people who know him and the closest community and friends and family, of course. Because this man has built a legacy in the short 39 years on this earth that it's difficult to measure up to by many people. All of us can take something from how heroic and wonderful and beautiful human being Jerry was. And it's still difficult, it's very difficult to talk about it, but I feel like it's very important to talk about it. Because this just happened. So I'll gi- I will give you a few facts. In fact, I wanted to gather some more information, wait for the official reports, some of the reports that had come out to date. 
but many and many questions are still not answered and they will be answered over time i'm sure and some of them may be not answered ever but i will share with you some things that i know and that will include information about what happened I will include a link to the press conference and article and also to the GoFundMe campaign that was organized by friends and family for Jerry's wife Karen and their children I will share with you what I know what I found out to date but I will focus mostly on the positive. I will not mention the shooter's name. I will talk about him in general terms. Because although it was important, I have to tell you when it's close like this and, and I don't know. We just have this need to know, right? We need to know. We want to know who this was. Who is responsible who did this? We all have that need to know. At the same time, we have to look at the big picture. As a community of people and as a society, we need to, we need to get to the bottom of this. I talked about gun violence shooting before in other episodes of the podcast because it's alarming what's happening and this is happening everywhere we have young people savagely murdering people and children A lot of the times they don't know. Where is this going? This is going to be definitely on a serious note. So if you're not up to this, come back on a different episode. But I do want to talk about some details because it's important to share this. And again, this is... It's dedicated to Jerry because of who Jerry was also. He was an exceptional, exceptional human being. Irreplaceable. Like everyone is unique in this world. Everyone's life matters, of course. Every life matters, I can say. It does matter. But what one does with one's life can impact so many people in a positive or negative way. And Jerry was a light in the darkness. He was an example of how to be as a man, as a husband, as a father in this world. These children will never have a father like this, period. They lost their father. 
forever. And they're all 11 years and younger. 11 years old and younger. I'm going to share some details with you what happened. So bear with me. Again, this is a warning. I will be talking about some details that are even while talking about it, they may be too graphic or too scary or too shocking for you to hear because they are. So, fair warning. Again, I think it's important to know these details. As many as we know. Just because, you know, this can happen to anyone, anytime, anywhere. Nowadays, the way the things are in our world and in America and even in the world. It's just, I don't know what kind of world we're leaving for our children and grandchildren. I am at that time of my life where I am thinking about it all the time. It is not okay. We need to make some changes in our communities. For sure. Okay. So I'm going to give you my account of what I know about what happened. So Jerry was on his way to work in the morning, two days after Christmas. Early morning. And he was eager to get to work. He was very excited. It was before 4 a.m. on Wednesday morning. December 27th, I believe is the date. He was eager to get to work because he was a hard-working man. He took pride in taking care of his family. And just recently, he was promoted at work. And because he had been promoted, he was delighted in the fact that he could spoil his family at Christmas and make sure Santa brought incredible gifts that children wanted for Christmas. In fact, in one of the news interviews and that I've seen so far, Karen, his wife and now widow, said that Jerry was incredibly proud of having his name on the business card with his promotional title printed. She showed 
freshly printed boxes of those business cards sitting on the table. And they had a close-up of one that they showed in the video of the news story. She said he was so happy and proud of that that she wanted to frame one for him. So they opened the presents on Christmas with the kids. And they had posted some very wonderful, joyful videos of that on social media just prior to this Wednesday morning. So going back to when Jerry was on his way to work, and this apparently was maybe four minutes away from his house, in a quiet suburban neighborhood, as some details emerge about this whole situation, and many questions may not be answered and they are still hanging in the air. Quite a few have been answered about the situation and what happened. So, from what we know, Jerry was on the way to work. It was dark. It was still before sunrise. And while he's driving down the road, I'm trying to show you the perspective that he may have had of this. He must have seen and heard the police sirens and must have seen in his rearview mirror. Initially, we thought he was actually getting gas at the station because of other circumstances of this shooter carjacking multiple vehicles at gas stations and changing vehicles before he got to be where Jerry was. So the shooter was speeding in yet another SUV that he had hijacked, carjacked, excuse me. And the police officer was chasing him pretty closely behind, catching up to him. A lot of this chase and these minutes and seconds can be seen on the officer's dashcam video who is in pursuit of the shooter at the time when Jerry's making a U-turn to get away from this. So this camera captures pretty much the course of these awful events. And um, there is a brief moment when, when the police car makes a turn when 
the camera faces away from uh, the two cars, but then it, it catches up quickly because he makes, he follows them. Um, and then stops and shines his lights on what's going on. So actually this camera captured what was going on. So Jerry's van, he had a big van because the family is of seven children. So this is a 12-person white van. So Jerry's driving, and when he sees what's going on, he's attempting to get away from what's happening, from these, these speeding vehicles that are coming down the road, just barreling down the road towards him. So he gets in the left lane, left turn lane, and is making a U-turn trying to go and pull over to the side of the road, right? To be out of the way. The shooter pulls up next to him in the right lane to the left turn lane. He's in the illegal left turn lane because that's not a left turn lane. But be because it's so early, there's no traffic up there. He gets next to Jerry. He also makes the U-turn with him. He stays next to Jerry after they make a U-turn and Jerry is trying to pull over to the side. This is graphic, what I'm going to say now. So you may want to turn it off if you can't listen to things like that. But from what the police said, and all accounts that we know what happens next is horrific. The shooter, killer, shoots through the passenger window of the stolen SUV towards the driver's window of Jerry's van and the police said he strikes him. The van comes to a stop and it's propped against some kind of a sign there. So then, and you can see it by the way on the footage, although they blurred out some of the awful things. Thankfully. So you can see the shooter. He stopped his car right in front of the van. At some point, he gets out of the van. I'm sorry. He gets out of the SUV. Crouchingly kind of runs over to the passenger side of the van. Gets in the van can hear shots again, I think. He opens the driver door, pushes out Jerry's motionless body onto the ground,
and from the what the police say he drives off while the police is firing at him over Jerry's body and takes off and is caught up shortly after by the police and the SWAT team and then fi they find out that there is no response and that the shooter had died An incredible man's legacy and life and future cut short in a matter of minutes and seconds. And you can call it being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yes, it happens all the time, right? But you know... It's a lesson for all of us to know that the blame should be on everyone. The society, us, how do we, how do we prevent this in the future? How do we deal with something like this? Why did this man do all this? They still don't know the motives, because it started out really horribly for his family. Even though I don't want to go into everything because we don't know a lot of the things, like I said, there are no answers to. However, what the police shared is that this man had a very troubled background. The shooter was only 30 years old, about 5'7", weighed some 175 pounds or 180 pounds. However, he was equipped with illegally acquiring weapons, the weapons he had on him. Apparently one was stolen from a gun show and one was an AK-47 with wiped out serial numbers on it. So those two I know for sure they were shown at the news conference and they were pictured in news articles. I'm not gonna go political here, but I mean, yeah. 
There's been a long debate about this. And lots of arguments can be make, made about it. This young man was obviously troubled. He had a track record of criminal behavior. The first thing that the police shared that what happened that night was that his parents apparently heard somebody shooting in the area. The police got informed about an illegal shooting going on at the same time. The parents, from what we know, drove to an area of, they call it the wash over there, where they heard the shots, where they met their son. And he proceeded to shoot at his parents and struck the mother, and she died. So he killed his mother first before embarking on this carjacking and shooting spree, ending with the meeting with Jerry, who was on his way to work. to support his family. Joyfully, because he had just gotten promoted and he was able to give his family what they wanted. And he got savagely murdered by this kid. This young man who, well, he's not a kid. He, he was an adult. What I mean, he's a young man. This is such a tragedy. And the biggest tragedy of all is that the void that Jerry's absence will now <clears throat> be the reality cannot be filled. The most heartbreaking thing is watching the family and knowing about how they're suffering. Karen is left with six children and, excuse me, seven children. Six of them are adopted. They had a, a journey, quite a journey in their life. trying to have a child of their own at first, from what I know. And they have their son, 
and they have six more children adopted. Over 13 years, I believe they fostered some 12 children, and from what I know, six of them went back to their biological parents, and the six that they have now were adopted by them. So Karen said in one of the interviews that her son kept texting his dad, his, her 11-year-old kept test, texting dad to tell him how much he loves him. Because like all of us, And the five-year-old, by the way, she said, was demanding to see a picture of Daddy with Jesus. You can take it how you want. If you're not religious, but it, it doesn't matter. This is a five-year-old child trying to cope with what just happened. And this is why their mom is trying to cope with this loss herself. I don't want to be on the soapbox. I'm not, I hope I don't come across like this. This is not the reason I'm sharing this. I'm having a hard time comprehending all of this, why this happened like that. I mean, I understand the circumstances. And at the same time, we don't even know. And do we care? At this point, do we care? I think we do care because, like I said, there is something that needs to be done. In the long run, collectively, I don't think anyone wants this to happen to their family at any point in time, or friends, or Anyone they don't even know. There are people who don't know, Jerry. The outpouring of generosity and selflessness and kindness and empathy has been overwhelming from everywhere. Because Jerry's story touches so many people. And the example that Jerry was the, of the father figure, especially, is just incredible. 
and for him to be taken away from the family now is just insane. And like I said, at the same time, all that evil that happened gets blurred by the outpouring of love, empathy, kindness, and compassion by people who are pitching in, sending their words of encouragement and love, donating to the family so they can move on and go on somehow. Although no amount of money can ever replace Jerry and what he meant to these kids. And especially now when they're growing up, looking forward to seeing their dad every day. Karen also said that every time Jerry came home, he never thought about himself first. <clears throat> he put his things down and he ran to the kids to greet them and spend time with them and couldn't wait to do that. This is the kind of father he was. I want to thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more about Jerry and his story, um, you can click on the link to the GoFundMe campaign that's been overwhelmingly responded to by people from all over. And yet, the need is huge. If you'd like to send the words of encouragement, you can do that. Take a look at the links that I provided. If you're interested in news coverage on this, there is quite a, a bit. Even I saw USA Today picked up the story. Fox News on the national level picked up the story. Because this is horrendous. What happened? So thank you for listening today. Thank you for sort of being there with me through this it's it's been very difficult and you can only imagine what's going on with the children and the mom at this point so she needs all the support she can get and she's getting some great support i have to say from the outpouring of the community and friends and the family and everyone so thank you, and thank you for considering to help in any way, even sending thoughts, prayers, right? And also, if you can, contributing to helping this family get through this in however way they can. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a peaceful and... Um,
happy and, and wonderful. New Year's Eve, it's coming up. The New Year is coming, and we're hoping it will bring peace and joy to everyone. Thank you. While searching for some way to see what efforts are made um, that are not specific uh, in any political way because I believe in freedom. I don't believe in taking rights away from people. At the same time, I think there is enough evidence and what I like about these organizations that I found, one of them, and I think this is the main one, it's called EveryTownForGunSafety.org. And they are actually evidence-based. They um, And they have, you know, it looks like two different other organizations, I believe under the same umbrella. And that's Moms demand action and students demand action and they also have a survivor network.org um, so they are advocates for gun safety and um, there's a lot of interesting information on these websites and they have social media presence as well so I looked into it and um, the moms demand action there is, uh, they have local chapters in probably all states, but um, you know, the one here locally I found that um, has a connection where you want to, if you want to volunteer, if you want to donate, if you want to help with anything, you can connect with them. So I am gonna include links in the description. This has been a production of Do You Eve Media, copyright 2023, all rights reserved.